Welcome to RI Hospitality Podcast, a series from the Rhode Island Hospitality Association with your host, me, Bill Bartholomew. Okay, so welcome into another edition of the RI Hospitality Podcast. Today, we have a legislative update with Sarah Bratko, the Senior Vice President of Advocacy and General Counsel. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning to you. All right. So what are the big issues that the Rhode Island Hospitality Association is working on at the General Assembly? They are all very focused on COVID recovery, which is, I don't think, a surprise to anybody. Um, Our major legislative push that the two things that we're really hoping get across the finish line this year is expanding and extending the alcohol to go mandate. Right now, we have that in executive order. We are trying to get that put into legislation. The House has passed it. It's now on the Senate side. We're very hopeful that will go. We are looking at doing some regulations around third-party delivery companies like DoorDash and Grubhub. So that was a pre-existing COVID issue, like pre-existing to COVID, but now it's become even more problematic. The the kind of basic premise of the legislation is they shouldn't be able to put you on your website without your permission. And then um, we are watching very closely the efforts to tax the PPP money. Um, That PPP money was a lifeline for us. And it is a little frustrating that the state is now coming in kind of at the last minute and trying to retroactively tax us um, in 2020. So those are kind of the the big three. There's a lot of other kind of little little stuff that we're watching um, and working on, but those are probably the three outstanding ones that we're looking at. What has been challenging about lobbying this year? It's all virtual, which is, you know, lobbying and advocacy is by definition a very personal thing, right? It's based on having conversations and educating people. And like everything, obviously, that moved to a virtual model this year. It's it's weird. I haven't talked to one legislator or one lobbyist who loves this model that we're doing. You don't get to go in person to testify. It's done over the phone. And you lose a little bit of kind of the back and forth, a little bit of the the process there. Everyone's doing the best they can. And it's obviously for obvious reasons. I'm not saying I want to be smushed into a tiny room right now with a bunch of people either, but uh, it makes it very challenging. Things that used to be able to be solved in a quick phone call now take longer. There's a lot more back and forth. There's a lot more follow-up. Um, but I think we're, we're hopefully nearing the end of that process. If they do come back for a fall session, we're very hopeful it will be in person. And, um, hopefully this was a one-time experiment. We never have to relive. Yeah. Very interesting stuff surrounding the opening of the state house and how that impacts all the things you're working on. No doubt about it. Um, well, what's the best way for the industry to get involved in advocacy right now? It's really about talking to people. When our approach to advocacy is not about convincing people to do something, it's about educating them so that they know why they're doing it. Um, That to us is a more effective model because it's that kind of old adage, like you can give someone a fish or you can teach them to fish, not explaining that one correctly, but um, you can, if you can really educate the legislators as to why these issues impact the industry it's, it's an important thing. And the nice thing about our industry is that the legislators are in it, right? Like they come into your restaurant, talk to them. Don't be weird about it. Don't obviously accost them and start yelling at them, but ask them, Hey, you come in here every Friday night. Can I chat with you for a few minutes about something that's impacting me? 
they have all have emails, they all have phone numbers, pick up the phone and call. Most legislators don't hear from their constituents. So if they hear from three or four constituents on one issue, that means something that has a big sway on them. And what, what we find is that people, and it's not just on us, it's for with everybody, talks a lot about how they don't like how something is happening, but then they don't always necessarily translate that into action. So call your legislators, talk to them. Don't be, they are your neighbors and your customers. Use that to your advantage. What are the next steps for the industry as it recovers? We're looking at that right now. We are in the process of developing what we're calling our blueprint for recovery from COVID. Um, And the goal of this is to look at what do we need from a financial aid perspective for the industry? We need something, but we want to make sure that it's targeted and done in the most efficient way. We know that we need, we're going to need some legislative fixes. So alcohol to go is a perfect example. Hopefully we get that put to bed, but COVID has really exposed a whole lot of issues that we didn't necessarily, we realized, or maybe we didn't realize were as bad as they were. So we have to look at that, but we also need to look at processes. And I use, um, you know, doing things with the Secretary of State's office. Can we get that all online? They did a great job putting stuff online this year. Let's continue that model. So. We're looking at this as what lessons can we learn, what can we improve, and then what do we still need? Because we're honestly looking at a two to three year recovery, particularly on the hotel and convention side. So we want to make sure that as we go down the path for recovery, it's well thought out, it's well developed and very targeted to be as effective and efficient as possible. Yeah, we keep hearing that 2024 is the date on the convention side or the year on the convention side that things will really start to kick back in. And it's getting prepared, I guess, for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So that kind of feeds into our last question, a little bit of what you were talking about there. What are some of the positive things we've learned over the last year? It's kind of hard to think positively about COVID-19, but hey, look, there are some processes that were developed that we're going to take with us going forward. Yeah. And I think when I'm an optimist, I try to focus on the positive and I think as hard as 2020 and and honestly still 2021 still is, there's been a lot of good things that have happened. Alcohol to go, we've talked about looking at how DLT has transformed their UI system. Rhode Island state agencies were operating like it was 1990. They just had never had the ability to really update their systems. They did that virtually overnight. But that's the type of kind of forward momentum we can take, which is it the biggest, sexiest thing in the world? No, but it plays a big part in making it easier to do business here. Looking at how outdoor dining became this huge thing, Rhode Island didn't have a super great outdoor dining scene pre-COVID, particularly not in places like Providence and Cranston and Warwick. Now almost every restaurant has it. We want to make sure that we can continue that because the customer really enjoys it. Personally, I love it. And so we want to make sure that we're taking those things and turning those into long lasting positive changes that we can use to grow the industry. People also had to, you didn't survive COVID unless you had your business model down pat. So people really had to look and they they became more efficient. They became more lean. Some of that will kind of change as, as we get to the reopening, but our goal is to make sure that Yes, it was hard. Yes, people struggled. But the people that are left are probably in the 
best efficient shape that they have ever been just because they had to. So we want to make sure we carry that forward as well. Well, Sarah Bracco, Senior Vice President of Advocacy, General Counsel for the Rhode Island Hospitality Association. Thanks for hopping on the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of RI Hospitality Podcast. For more information, visit rihospitality.org or search RI Hospitality on your preferred social media platform.